today we'll be talking about Roblox, the ticker symbol is RBLX. This is a corporation that develops and operates a 3D online entertainment and gaming platform that was incorporated in 2004 and it's based in San Mateo, California. So the current market cap is 50 billion, 51 billion, and the current stock price is around $92. Roblox is basically a gaming platform. And they hold many different types of games and anyone can just join up and build games. So it's basically like a YouTube for the gaming industry. Anyone can come in, create a game, and then there's millions of players. Many younger kids play the game a lot. The average age for the game is basically 13 or below. Holders for the stock are 14% is institutions, 47% is private corporations, insiders is 13%, 7% is hedge fund managers, and PE slash VC firms is 40%, and lastly, public is 25%. It's pretty diversified holdings. How does it all work? Anyone can just create a Roblox account and they can create an avatar and then they can start playing any game they want. The creativity of everyone is basically just unlimited. There's so many games to choose from and roblox gets its revenue from robux which is a digital currency in the game that you can use to purchase different items anyone can come in and they can be a developer and make games on roblox and this is the one thing i liked about roblox like people that founded it and people that work there don't have to worry about creating the next big game they have about millions of developers doing that for them some of the developers even earn as much as forty thousand dollars a month if you get bored of one game you just go and play another one it's like endless you can play one game and then get bored of that and play another game so it's a really addicting platform for younger children the current ceo for the company is david basuki who is also the founder of the company. He's a well-known entrepreneur, inventor, engineer, and he graduated from Stanford University. Back then, before Roblox, he and his brother also founded Interactive Physics, which is a leader in educational physics and certain multiple rewards. And he always wanted to democratize the gaming industry. And so he created Roblox, which is basically the YouTube for the gaming industry. The gaming industry is pretty huge. They're bigger than movies, books. And so it's a huge market. It's valued at $162 billion in 2020, and it's expected to rise to a value of $300 billion over the next five years. 54% of the daily active users on the company are kids Below the age of 13 and 16% is made by 17 to 24 year olds and there's just a small portion for older people they have currently 8 million developers on the platform and since 2008 they have about 30.6 billion hours that people have spent on the game playing and 42.1 million people play the game every single day the market is huge for roblox and they definitely a strong established company and roblox in the future, looks forward to getting about 1 billion people on the platform. Companies also taking steps future growth. They're working in the virtual reality and augmented reality space. The game is also on Xbox. Xbox controllers have some haptic technology into them as well, so they're getting into that as well. There were also possibilities of it being the future of education with teachers creating simple games on Roblox to teach kids concepts and making learning easier. Their estimates in hours engaged in 2020 was 30,601 hours. And the estimate in 2021, it's going to be 30,600. So that's kind of flat. And then they also talked about active daily users, 32,587. And that's in 2020 going to 35,500. And that's kind of flat too. So I was wondering if that kind of worried you guys. They're estimating their own flatness, you can see here and here. <laughs> 
when I see that, I ask questions, why and how does that affect their bottom line? Regarding the daily active users, I also did see that they presented 32.6 million. And I was wondering, you know, is this a lot or not? So what I did was I went on to Twitch and did some comparison. Twitch is more like watching streams of these games. But again, if you look at the daily active users of Twitch based on January 2021, it was around 26.5 million daily active users. To me, I'm not an expert in the gaming space, but the daily active users of 30 2.6 million, I think is quite a big deal. Yeah, I meant to say millions, not thousands, but I'm just wondering because their own estimate is that they're going to remain flat for 2021. I don't know if that's because they know that the, the economy is opening up and with COVID going away, more people being out that they're going to spend less time doing that. I don't know. Right. That was also a discussion that came up during the pandemic. People were at home and they had the opportunity to be on this platform and play games. Definitely the concern is if the market opens, would that all go away? And I think there's a debate where people will start going away and like enjoy their real life. Whereas people are saying that since they've got exposed to the Roblox platform due to the pandemic, I think they know what it is and they're addicted and they're assuming that people may actually stay on the platform. So I think there's two directions and I guess time will tell. But that is a consideration that I think the company has. Yeah, I mean, people can stay on the platform, but the thing you really have to look for is a consistent percentage of growth. And I think that that's going to be affected because people won't like randomly come across Roblox and decide to play around with their friends because they'll have other stuff because COVID will be over. When I get to the partnership, I'll kind of explain why I think that might not be the case. Regarding the, the users potentially leaving after the pandemic, I don't really think that's going to happen because many of the users on the platform are like below the age of 13. I don't think they have like real lives and real work they have to get to. So I don't think that's going to affect them much. And you know, kids, I think they're going to find a way to play games, even if their parents don't let them. That's yeah. how I was. So but we'll see. Before I go to partnerships, I just want to add a little bit more about the company. The business model of Roblox, they operate based on three pillars. They have the uh, Roblox client, the application that allows the people to be on this 3D digital world, the metaverse that they call, right? Either a phone or a laptop. And then they have the studio, which is free. It, it provides the tool set that allows the developers to create, to build, publish, and operate the 3D experiences. Um, and then finally, they have the Roblox cloud, which again provides service and infrastructures where they kind of store all your data. The major goal for Roblox is getting to a billion uh, users worldwide. And I think the good thing about Roblox is the trend of making friends these days, I see that a lot of this is happening online. It's different from my younger age where we go out and make friends. They kind of do make a lot of friends through online where they haven't even met. This is kind of a trend that I see. And I think Roblox is in a good position to capture these generations. There was 20 million experiences created by developers. This was interesting. So the developers can create and they receive incentives as people use their goods. And the developers in Roblox, I think, are the backbone of this whole platform making it work. Most games are free to play. But the thing is, as Noodle said, there's something called Robux. So this is a currency that's used on the platform to purchase these avatars or uh, virtual goods. And you'll be really surprised to see how much money people use uh, to purchase these virtual or digital goods. So in 2017, the global virtual goods market was estimated about 38 billion, whereas in 2025 is estimated to reach around 189 billion and this is driven by the rapid growth in the gaming population across the world globally.
And with a partnership, they have a ton of partnership. In 2019, they announced a partnership with Chinese tech titan Tencent. So they're taking a step to get into the massive Chinese market. They also acquired a company called um, Loom AI in later 2020. And this is a company that specialized in the facial tracking and animation, making the avatars more realistic and engaging. They are also hosting a lot of events that are, they are trying to connect the real world with this metaverse. So it's, it doesn't seem like it's just gaming that they're shooting for. There was a partnership with Warner Brothers to celebrate the release of Aquaman on the platform. They're also launching In the Heights, which is a new musical film experience with the Warner Warner Brothers Pictures bringing a big party to Roblox to celebrate the release of In the Heights. So what they're doing is they're simulating the Washington Heights neighborhood from the film in the platform. So the players could come on on their metaverse and they can attend virtually. This would be like the first time people actually get together virtually and feel like they are in the movie. They also have been hosting a lot of concerts. So they're actually doing a real concert on the Roblox platform and the people could get on the Roblox platform through an avatar and be part of the concert. Recently in 2021, I think it was May, Zara Larsson, who is a Swedish pop artist, hosted an album launch party on the Roblox platform. More surprising is she attracted more than 2 million people. A boy band called Why Don't We? launched a party on Roblox as well. Later last year, Lil Nas X hosted a virtual concert and this actually attracted 33 million people, which I thought was very surprising. They also are getting into the sports sector. They partnered with WWE to uh, celebrate WrestleMania, where players were allowed to become one of their favorite WWE superstars, downloading their characters. They also teamed up with NFL to celebrate the 100th anniversary. They also hosted Nike Air event on their release of the Air Max 720. So this was also something surprising for me, where now Nike is also releasing their new shoes on this platform. And they also created um, a virtual Air Max sneakers for Roblox. They also partnered with Gucci, where they brought the digital items and experiences to Roblox, opening a Gucci garden. There's a toy maker, Hasbro, which partnered with Roblox on Nerf and Monopoly merchandise. And they include the codes for players to redeem these virtual goods to use in their games. Roblox was selected as one of the top 10 companies from Times regarding the most influential companies. They also teamed up with Walt Disney Studios to inspire fans or developers to create their own online experiences. There's so many partnerships and I think it's a really good partnership where to me it seems like they're trying to connect the world with their metaverse and it seems like it's trying to become more than just um, a gaming platform. That's pretty impressive. I think it's it's kind of cool how they're kind of merging the virtual world with the real world like to be able to attend a concert with your avatar. First off, let's bring forward uh, Roblox's price-to-sales ratio. So comparing Roblox's PS ratio to some competitors of theirs, namely Ubisoft, uh, Take-Two Interactive, Electronic Arts, and Activision, who all have a PS ratio of between 4 and 9, will show you that Roblox is highly overvalued. So for cons, for one, they haven't yet made any money. Even though they are growing, they miss earnings projections quite frequently, and they've got only two games in total, with, with only one of them being good. 
and popular. Roblox's user base doubled last year, but that's due to COVID. You know, kids are trapped in their house and just decide to screw around on a free online game. I don't expect this number to grow in the years following. I certainly don't expect the new user gain percentage to grow in the same fashion. I expect new user gain percentage to fall dramatically. Now, for the average revenue per daily users, it's very low. As I said, it's a free game. A lot of people never spend any money on it. So their average revenue per daily users is very low with only being five cents per active user. And that's low because compared to a lot of other games, you can have average revenue per daily users as high as 80 cents. Roblox is trying to get more players to pay. However, I think that this won't happen if they implement some sort of paywall that that combined with a decreasing user base due to uh, the state of the world getting back to everyday life as before COVID, uh, that it might lead to kind of downfall for the game's popularity. And also, say you, you got banned for inappropriate behavior and you can always make a new account. I'm a bit bearish on the company. And thus, a piece of advice which I would take into account is I'd look at what the employees at the insiders will do after the 180-day lockup period has ended. You might see some heavy selling because Roblox is overvalued. So if you see that after 180 days after the IPO, you see a lot of insiders is selling huge chunks of their shares, it might indicate that the company shouldn't be valued at such a high market cap of 52 or 53 billion. Kids grow older and after some years, they don't want to play Roblox anymore. And I know there will always be new children, but I think that as technology progresses, that kids will be put off by the very bad look of the game. Let's look at revenue. And I, I just went and looked at what they just released on their Q1s, March 31st, 2021. The revenue in, in Q1 was 387 million and expenses of 522 million. So that just shows you they're burning cash, at least in that quarter. Quarterly, they've gone from 110.5 million to 387 million from Q1 of 19. So they're growing year over year from what I see from 2019 for the year. It was 508 million in revenues. 2020 was 923 million in revenues. And they're looking at 2021 to be 1.4 billion in revenues. So going to their presentation, and I'll just pull this up. You can see that their revenues are at least growing and they're, they're not losing each quarter to quarter. For me, uh, that's a positive for a company like this. That's a growth company. When you talk about free cash flow, it's a little more bouncy but it is kind of growing to the right and you can go to their website and you can see there's a couple of years of you know went up and then we had some free cash flow issues some of that is dealing with as far as them going public they had uh, some expenses in there that took out of the free cash flow but basically free cash flow is, is growing along with the revenue and then when we look at the expenses this is where they really you know need to improve they, they have four buckets they say of expenses and, and i add in a fifth bucket as i always do first bucket is cost of revenue which is depreciation of the servers and infrastructure equipment this bucket here accounts for 25 percent of their revenue revenue. Quarter of the revenue goes to cost of revenue. You can see that this too is growing in the same manner as their revenue. So at some point, you may get to scale and some of that even off, but I don't know. The second thing is developer exchange fees. And this is kind of interesting. 
this is from my understanding what they paid the developers. And you can see that this is kind of stair-stepping up, but this is pretty much the largest part of their revenue bucket. This costs 36% of revenue. So you can see here how it steps up, gone up and it steps, and then you can see it stepping up again. So the exchange fees, which is 36% of revenue, continually to rise. So at some point, if that keeps growing without the revenues growing, uh, it's going to be an issue. The third bucket is personnel cost, okay? This is just cost of having minus stock-based compensation. And this, I think, is really going to grow. Right now, it's 23% of revenue. And if you look at it, you can see that that's growing also. So based on personnel, you look at their open positions. They have over 211 open positions on their website right now. So adding that on, let's just say, on average, cost of seventy-five dollars to $100,000 in, in San Mateo, if it's there, it's probably even higher. That's going to start costing them some money. So the revenue is going to have to pick up uh, to, to make that work out also. And then we talk about infrastructure, trust, and safety. This is uh, about 19.5% of revenue. You can see that's also increasing. Now, not that none of this is rocket science. You're going to have increased expenses along with increased revenue. Okay, but at some time, you have to hit scale and get control of your revenues. Now, they're a young company. understand why they're not there yet. The last bucket is stock-based compensation. Stock-based compensation is 13% of revenue in Q1 of 2021. So, and that continues to rise. When you add up all these buckets, it's well over 116% of revenue. So, as long as they're growing revenue, that's fine. But at some point, they're going to have to gain control of their expenses. So our net loss in Q1 was $135 million, which comes out to $0.46 cents per share. Now, I always like to go and look at how many shares they're putting out there. So, in, at Q1 2021, they had $290 million shares available. Well, a year ago in 2020, they only had $169 million shares available. So, they had a, a bigger offering, opened up to more shares. So, there's 120 more million shares available than there were a year ago. Okay, so had they not increase the shares by 120 million, that 46 cents per share would have been about 80 cents per share of a loss. When you do dilute your shares, it can help you out on your, your loss, but it also dilutes your shares as a shareholder. Now, some of the good news is for cash, they do have $1.6 billion in cash right now as of the end of the quarter. And that's up from $502 million, uh, in March of 2020. But the company is really burned burning cash without adequate revenue, it's going to either need to borrow additional capital or have another offering diluting your shares. And the reason I say that is because even though they have $1.6 billion in cash and cash equivalents, as of March 31st, they have an accumulated deficit of about $626 million. So it's not like that cash isn't just sitting there and there's not deficits out there. So in conclusion for Roblox, I mean, the revenue growth is growing every quarter, but it really needs to grow more than expenses. So will they have the ability to grow that revenue post-COVID and within the demographic? graphics that they're working in. Companies burning cash. The trick will be to continue to grow the revenue and reduce the expenses as they scale the operation. How fast can they scale this operation and, and gain those efficiencies? Again, I always look at shareholder delusion. You know, uh, we talked about the cash they have, but the deficit of $626 million. So even they say in the 10K, they expect costs and expenses to increase as they make significant investments uh, to grow the business, including an expected increase in stock-based compensation expenses. So there we go again. I mean, it just seems on all these growth companies, to me that the initial shareholders, the initial investors, and some of the employees are the ones that are way ahead of uh, individual investors when it comes to getting any payback. There's a market risk. They have a lot of their uh, users under 13. Uh, Tiago says a lot of them don't pay for the services. So the key, you know, is can they increase their market into other demographics outside of 13-year-olds and maybe people that have more money and will spend more money on this product? I don't know. There's a safety risk. Uh, they have to share to protect young people, predators. Uh, so I 
know that's on their mind and they're spending money on it, but it's always a risk. Insider selling, you know, there's always a, a release date where they can sell shares. 56 million in insider stock sales uh, were held this month. And that's the highest that uh, Robolex had over the past 12 months. So insiders are selling. Uh, short interest is only 3.3%. So that's not really an issue with me. Would you guys buy, hold, or sell a Roblox at this point? I think if you're looking for like a long-term hold in the gaming industry, I think yeah, then it's a buy. I'm still pretty bullish on it. I don't think I'll be buying it anytime soon because I don't see any like big moves coming into stock anytime soon. I would rank it as a somewhere between a sell and a hold. It's kind of a fascinating concept because it's a mixture between your real life and developing a virtual life. And so, you know, I can see the, the point where somebody could go and, and, and expand their life a little bit by doing other things that they couldn't do in their real life, you know, through their avatar. That's kind of an interesting concept. Now, I don't know how many people get caught up into that. I mean, I wouldn't personally. The company itself, you know, because I have a different risk tolerance, I mean, as being older and investment time frame than you guys do because you're younger. So you have the ability to take bigger chances in, on a company like this and hoping that over the next 5, 10, 15 years that it's going to yield a, a bigger yield, you know, whatever X you're looking for. Myself, you know, I look for more established companies with price to earnings ratios and possibly dividends and some growth in it. And so a company like this really isn't for me. But then again, I'm not in everyone's investment situation. So it depends on yourself and, and where you think you're going to be in 20 years and where this company is going to be. So, you know, I encourage everyone to, to continue on what we just did, uh, do more due diligence. If you like the company, I, I, I think personally for me, it's overvalued at this price, that at some point you will get a better price uh, and you might want to wait for that price if you really like this company. But for me personally, I, it's not something that I would probably buy. At this point, um, I think the valuation is high. I'm not buying because I'm not an expert in this field, but I think this is a company very interesting to keep an eye on to see how they work out.